Hey guys, listen, so listen, hold on, listen. Uh, we got the Bears and Packers playing today. Uh, or Thursday, we're playing it Thursday, right? We got a bunch of people coming to Chicago. The fucking traffic on Lakeshore is going to be terrible. Uh, but, you know, you listen, you go down to the bar. It's a little, a little Boston, you know? Yeah. Uh, but you get your hot dog with your relish. You're fine. You, you relax. And then you just listen to the Monday Night Hustlers. What we're going to do today, we're going to talk about a lot of great stuff, including our new uh, celebrity yes. guest over here. We got Mrochek. We got Mrochek on the podcast. Uh, he's going to talk a lot about uh, about how to save your car. You know, you you got to make sure you uh, change your uh, oils. You change your oils. You know, my mom always told me, like, you got to change your oils. And uh, I never really appreciated it until I had a car. And then I changed my oils, and I appreciated it. And then we talk about, like, how the fact that if you uh, maintain your car, you'll be good. And Dan goes on to this rant, and it's ridiculous about, like, uh, you know, like... Timing. Time. Hey, 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 fuck you, man. You know what I'm saying? Fuck you. You know, he talks about timing. He talks about stuff, like, uh, that matters to us. <laughs> um, but it is what it is, you know. Uh, we're out here in uh, South Rogers Park. Uh, which is, you know, Rogers Park is really the only neighborhood in Chicago. Uh, just ask what Is that true? Yeah, you guys are right. RP. 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 RP all day. Um, we should also talk about one day uh, when you walk down to the beach and stuff. Uh, so, guys, listen. Uh, we're here We're here for your entertainment. Uh, I'm going to go straight up Polish-American on you right now and tell you about how, how much I care about you. Uh, and the fact that you guys are listening to this podcast. The fact that Harry's... Uh, Razors has become such an influence on our lives and the fact that Dollar Shave Club sent us a package to combat that means a lot. It means a lot that you guys are listening and like tweeting about us. So uh, let's start a hashtag. You guys want to start a hashtag? Let's start a hashtag. Let's start a hashtag. Uh, hashtag Stay hustling. Hashtag stay hustling. That, that's good. Hashtag stays hustling. Let's do that. I was going to take a word from all you guys. but Hustling right. Harry's. Oh, Harry's hustling? Hustling Harry's. Hustling Harry's. No G. You got to stay uh, silent like lasagna. Uh, Lil Wayne said that. But anyway, uh, stay tuned to uh, the podcast and I appreciate you guys listening. We'll talk to you guys soon. All right, yo, what's yo, up? Yo, yo. What's up? Yo. Uh, <laughs> who the it, fuck's that? It's uh, the who is that? Yo, oh welcome. shit! <laughs> All right, welcome back to another episode of Monday Night Hustlers, America's number one poverty podcast. If you Patagonia boys are still tuning in, we appreciate you. Um, it's really cold out there right now, so I'm, I really hope you guys are covering your chests yeah. with that really thick and luscious Patagonia vest. Yeah, because nobody wants a pneumonia, you know. Right. We gotta wrap up. Right. Yeah. So the date is September second, episode so Jordan plus nine. So let's see who's who's uh who's some famous number nines? Uh Javi Baez. Uh, uh okay. Cubs. Isn't there a famous uh Jim McMahon? Nine. Jim McMahon, yeah, Jim McMahon, Bears. Yeah. Bears. Bears Super Bowl winning quarterback. Nine. All all Chicago. Who was nine on the Heat? Nine on the Heat. No, uh Wade was three. I don't know. Yeah, no. no, I mean Luol Deng for the Bulls. Luol oh, Deng! Oh, dude, Luol Deng. I yeah. love Luol Deng. It's Jordan plus Deng. 
Jordan Plus Dang. Jordan Plus Dang. Jordan Plus Dang. I'm trying. Yeah, we are a heavy Chicago podcast, but I'm trying to think of other favorite. Elway was seven. Yes, Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Okay. Yeah, he's he's still slinging it. I respect him. Yeah, he's slinging it. Uh, Tony Romo. Romo. Uh, nah, yeah, like nah. he, what, doesn't he have like a celebrity girlfriend? I don't know, but he's out of money now, hustler. He's not a money now, hustler. No, no, what no. if we step out of the box, like uh, yeah, Drew Brees. No, like a F Formula One or a NASCAR yeah, what's racer. That? What's the NASCAR racer? Uh, Danica Patrick. Jordan Blow, Danica Patrick. What's her number? Yeah, who's oh, her number nine in NASCAR? No Look it up, Dan. Jordan plus Kyle Busch. <laughs> Chase Elliott. Who's that? Chase number Elliott. nine car. Okay, really? there you go. Now I like I like Jordan plus Dang. Jordan plus Dang. Let's Jordan do plus that. Dang. Let's keep it Chicago for this one. We'll like, we all, like we always do. We're, like we need, we need a plan for. Time. I think we need to expand yeah. out of these uh, soul bro sports. Uh, yeah, NFL. It doesn't have to only be sports too. Like if there's a ten, like you know, if there's like a ten, you know, something that's significant with that number ten, we can. Do I don't that. know who else numbers each other besides sport players. It's not like it's not like a number. It's like Jordan plus ten being like. I don't know the like number. tenth president. Yeah, dude. Yeah, who's the ninth president? Who's the next president? I couldn't tell you. Who's the next? Yeah, you're on it. I have no idea. When Abraham Lincoln comes up, whatever number he is, is going to be Jordan plus Abe Lincoln. In the and we're in the we're in sixteen sixteen yeah yeah and we're we're in the land of Lincoln. William Henry Harrison was the William Harrison. William Harrison. All right, so what's Lincoln? Is he sixteenth? Yeah, it sounds right. Sixteen. All right, so it's Labor Day. Today's Labor Day. Happy Labor Day to all the all the people out there, all the fine union, union folks. This day is meant to appreciate yeah, all yeah. the labor you put in. Everybody. Everybody. Okay, yeah, everybody. I mean, oh, is I this mean, union workers? Isn't it for union workers? Yeah. Should we talk laborers? about should we talk about union policies? No. No, we should figure out what this holiday is for. And so I think it's a, it's to appreciate laborers and like giving laborers the day off. The backbone of America. Yeah. So, so like say, similar to what, Boxer Day? No, Boxer Day is like when you Boxer Day is like uh, the English Christmas. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was like Boxing when you day, when you uh you take the position of your boss or something. Bo- boxy, Box, box, boxing day. I'm boxer never, day. Never. Just box your boss. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Um, so, uh, speaking of bosses, I stumbled upon this weird. You know how there's all these like shows on Facebook. Yeah. And they have interviews against people, like with people. Well, there's this. Like, I I never heard of this uh, media channel, but it's called Cut. Have you heard of them? I no, maybe it's, maybe it's a show. I stumbled across it. Well, they, they interview a boss and an employee together while they... T- so, they don't interview... They don't, no one interviews them, but they have a card of questions. And if they don't want to answer the question, they take a shot. So, you're, you're sitting at a table with your boss, or you're the boss, you know, vice versa. Uh, and you have these cards that ask questions... Uh, and the one episode I watched was like super uncomfortable. Like, uh, like which employee would you sleep with at work? The hell? Or would you? Uh, have you ever been like attracted to me? Like, think, like it's like it's like hard questions. Yeah, I'd rather black out. Is this a YouTube show? Yeah. Uh, well, no, I saw a lot of on like the Facebook videos, which I get <laughs> I get lost in the cop videos for some reason. Cop like. Cops, oh police videos, yeah. like uh, yeah, police pull this person over, yeah. Um, 
the episode of Cops. Like, I just, I just get, uh, in, like, submerged in multiple Cops videos. But I stumbled upon this one, and I felt like it was, like, almost uncomfortable to watch. Really? Because you know how you get with, like, some, like, employees, you have that employee relationship. And there's some employees you get, or, like, some workers, some bosses, you get a little bit more comfortable than others. But for the most part, it's like, there's this, like, you don't know what I do after work, I don't know what you do after work. That's just That's how it should be, right? Like, you should know a little bit about your employees. But, so, like, this, this video was, like, they have a deck of cards, or a deck of, like, cards of questions... And you can take a shot if you don't want to answer it, or you can answer it. So it's like, oh, who, who do you hate at work? Uh, do you see like giving me a promotion? Show? I would rather who, just black it, out. Who's it uh, run by? I, I like seen BuzzFeed. Cut. I or? seen cut. cut. I don't know if it's like. I think uh, I I think I seen it on YouTube. Uh, there was one too where they did like a parent and their child like adult yeah. child yeah and it's super uncomfortable it's like awkward like when's the first time you banged or, or like yeah, weird questions stuff like that, like that. Yeah. hey hold on let's let's uh take a take a quick time out uh let's if you're hearing that new voice um Rochek, let's let's introduce you Rochek. let's tell the people who you are and uh a little about yourself uh yeah i'm Rochek. <laughs> I'm Rochek. Let's start there. Uh, yeah, um, I'm known as probably the car guy of the group. Yeah. Uh, I the technical guy. I'm a car he, guy. He's our in-house engineer. Yeah. He he's, he will fix all of your problems that have to deal with anything that moves. I I I, I can I can be the umbrella of knowing a little bit about some of the topics. Yeah. Mertrick dives deep into like specs. His mind works in very like efficient and mysterious ways. More than his mind, yes. Yeah, yeah. His clock works works in mysterious. Oh, so yeah. Talk about, <laughs> did we talk so like Mertrick? Sorry to interrupt your introduction, <laughs> but like we talked. <laughs> we guys are doing it for me. So we, we talked about. Let's like, describe Mertrick. We, 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 yeah, we talked about Mertrick. Uh, approach to life when we were out in New Buffalo this weekend, yeah. and we talked about how like how much we really appreciate that Mrochek works on his own clock. He's like he gets up when he wants. Like obviously, if you have commitments, you do whatever you want. But like you take your time with everything that you do in a good way. And sometimes he gets annoying. We're like you know, hey, I'm picking you up in, in ten minutes. All right, and then you're ready half an I, hour later. Or if it's like, you know, you're doing something, you just take your time with everything that you do uh, for good for good measure. And, and like, you get yeah. reason. And that's like your engineering uh, mind. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm a bit of a perfectionist, yeah. although it's unhealthy to a certain extent. So I try to only do some things perfect, yeah. but not everything could be perfect. Yeah, but like the same thing with like, like developers that we work with is like, they want to make sure the product is right. And like, we need this done by Tuesday. It's not going to be done by Tuesday. So they need to take that. Like, it's a different type of mindset. And I find it funny how different people have these different personalities because business people, like, get it to the bare minimum MVP and, and launch it and, like, see how people see it. Some other people say, like, no, it needs to be perfect. I need to make sure this this thing doesn't break. This thing doesn't have a bug. This thing doesn't have some type of issue with it. And then I'm ready to release and, it. And hopefully I, I've learned a little bit because Merchick was, like, originally, like, my childhood friend that obviously grew up in our friend group. Oh, gee, yeah. Um, but I'm always go, 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 like, every single fucking minute of my life. And I've, I've learned to kind of, like, 
understand Mertrek. Yeah. Where to the point where like one time we went to Six Flags, I called him when I was like he lives north of Chicago, I live south of Chicago. I called him when I was like in the middle of downtown, and I told him I'm outside his house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. I'm, I'm here. And I drove all the way to his house. I literally sat there for 15 minutes, and he came out. Yeah. If I didn't do that, it would have been 45 yeah. minutes. <laughs> I would have it's been like, hey, great. I'm out front. All right. Then he um, starts getting ready. It no, takes his time. That's what I need but to do. Murtex also improved that because, like, I'm always on his ass. And, like, Murtex, I never really mean to be a dick to you. But sometimes when you say, hey, I'm going to leave at 10, great. I prepare my morning or day or whatever we're doing. So I'm ready. Like, you leave at 10 your house? Okay, you should be here at... Ten forty-five. This is like an intervention on Merchek yeah. right yeah, now. It's like, not an intervention. <laughs> so it's Rich like it, it's, it's appreciating the fact that so like in business school when I when I was at UIC we learned about time like when like you're talking to other cultures. So some people see time as finite, which means what Americans see today, time is time, and you need to be here on time. Some people see time as infinite. So our professor told us a story about how this American investor invested in a property in Mexico. And hired a bunch of contractors and expect them to finish in like, you know, seven weeks or whatever it was. And then he goes back there two weeks later and he just sees them all celebrating the fact that they won this big contract for this big property. He's like, yeah. nothing has been done. What are you doing? He's like, hey, no, no, no matter. Sir, come here. We're celebrating the fact that we won this contract. You know, like the time is different in different cultures and... You know, we, we see time as finite, like, be here, deadlines, all this stuff. Other cultures see time a lot differently. Like, I was at this wedding uh, over the weekend, and the the church wedding was set for noon, 12 o'clock. Okay, I showed up there at 11.59. All right, let's see this wedding. I thought it was going to be late. Yeah. The wedding didn't start until, like, 12.20. So they buffered in that time because that culture doesn't necessarily see time as something that's finite, like... We say 12, starts at 12. Sure. We see 12, we know people are going to show up at 12, 12, 15, 12, 20. We want to start when everyone's there. I don't know which which culture or which view of time is better, but I, but I appreciate I, that. I, and, I, and I've learned to give Mertrek more time without like getting too frustrated. Cause I used to get very, very frustrated a couple of years back. But then I also... I think tell, Mertrek's ahead of tell, his time, man. Yeah. I also tell Mertrek... Uh, if we need to be ready by 6, I tell them we need to be ready by 4.30. Sometimes, like, when it's, like, a, a time-crucial event, like, even though, like, when I tell Mertrick, hey, we need to be here at 6 for whatever event, whoever's birthday or something like that, or, like, the Uber's leaving, yeah. um, I will usually buffer the time for Mertrick. I do the same thing with Syed. Syed is, like, at least if I'm, like, 10 minutes away, call him. I'm up front. All right. Pull out. He comes out. He's like, oh, you were out front this whole time? Like, no, I came here just now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've understood your buffer time. Because what, cause yeah, and, like, the reason I got frustrated is, is one day we did go to Six Flags. another Six Flags story. I go two or three times in our lifetime. But uh, I came to Rutrick. I was sitting in front of his house for, like, 35, 45 minutes. I finally go up to his door. Like, cause you were sitting there the whole out. time? I was sitting there the whole time. I come up to the door and knock on it. And his, like, his, his family, I forgot who answered the door, but his family answers the door. They're like, oh, Mertrick's in the shower. Time, and, out, and, time out. Everyone just got a Snapchat from Danny McZuga. Uh, All of the phones lit up. 
But yeah. uh, I kind of like I that day I like blew up inside because I'm just like this mother. You yeah. know, like, I told him I'm leaving, I told him we're coming, I told him we're, like, all this, and I'm sitting outside for half an hour, and he's in the shower by the time I knock on the door. Yeah. Yeah, that like, was, uh... So tell us know, about, tell us about your view on Yeah, so, so, so how did, how, yeah, how did that, that turn into Merchick being a tech guy, to Merchick, yeah. you're fucking the worst punctual human well, being Well, because, like, planet. talks about the perfectionism of it, yeah, right? He, he, he wants... To make sure he's when in the when Mrochek delivers, he delivers. Oh yeah, yes. I, I would trust Mrochek. Like if I bring my car to Mrochek, or if I bring anything to Mrochek, I'm like, hey, this is wrong. I am a hundred percent certain that it will be right after he's done with it. Yes, it might not. T- it might not take the forty minutes I expect it to. It might take you know three days, yeah. but I am a hundred percent certain it will be right. Yeah. So that's like I don't know if that's a per- perfectionism issue or if it's a uh, I don't know about time. uh forty minutes of three days. Right, not three days, but like you know three hours. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember bringing my uh, I brought my car for like a brake job some road trucks, and at the time I was doing the lift mentor thing where you get you get paid thirty five dollars. You got paid thirty five dollars for like showing people how to like use the lift app, and people from <laughs> from like the south side. Would, would request me and I accepted it and they'd drive all the way up north to like the McDonald's parking lot across the street from Rochek's house and I made like $300 just waiting in Rochek's garage while he was fixing my brakes and just going up to people in the McDonald's parking lot and just driving them around the block and telling them like yeah you're approved and I approved them on the lift app it was amazing and then they stopped that so, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. a very, very. It was a big hit to my income. I, I used to do at that the too. Time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was great. It was amazing. Yeah, people pick me up from my house, and then, then yeah, same thing. Yeah, pick you like it's like oh, where's the location to do the thing? It's seventy miles away from me where you live. It's like all right, I got to do it. I need to make money. And so they, they, did, they just did that for like first time drivers that didn't know what the hell. Yeah, so when you're yeah, so when you're onboarding a driver, like they say, hey, I want to become a Lyft driver. And then the next thing they say, like, you need to meet a mentor. And then they send a request out to all the people that are labeled as mentors. Mm-hmm. And then you get a request, you can accept it. And then you exchange contact information and you tell them where to meet. Usually you're supposed to meet like halfway in between. But I usually just send a message, meet me here. And they met me wherever I was. So when we were working in your garage, people came <laughs> to where you, like across the street from where you live. And I, I was just making money as I was getting my breaks done. It was pretty great. Yeah, um, it, I, I walked it, out like three times sounds. during that time. Yeah, so, like yeah, I made a hundred something bucks. That was your uh, was and, that then, and then Mercer uh, fixed your brakes for free. So uh, I think it was a black Nissan. Okay, it was a black Nissan. But I I, I always loved going to Rochek's house to like get my car done because it was just like hanging out. Like I asked questions, I learned. He was like, "Oh, this thing is fucked up too. Let me fix that too." Uh, like, all right, let's fix that too. So we run to uh, O'Reilly's or something. Yeah. yeah, let me fix that. Uh, but let, well, let's Mertrick, uh, let Mertrick yeah. kind of finish describing himself. Uh, I'm a white male. That, that, that was, that <laughs> I'm was a white male. Yeah. That was the Change Bros uh, soapbox. Yeah, yeah. we soapbox. That's what, that, this yeah. is where it leads. <laughs> I mean, where did I leave off? I'm known as the car guy. Um, yeah, I used to uh, work on cars out of my garage. You, you don't do that anymore? Do. Yeah, I mean, I have a full-time job and a part-time job. I guess that would be considered my third part. Side, side, <laughs> side gig. Does then Dave recently bring a car to your house? Uh, maybe not recently. I don't Dude, all all of my friends and family, I've I've definitely hooked Mertrick up to like go see Mertrick. <laughs> go yeah, see Mertrick. Yeah. 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 Pushed a lot of business yeah. my way. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, I enjoyed uh, doing it. It's a bit of a dirty job, that's for damn sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I uh, went on a little bit of a different career path, and I work for a automotive software company. Um, a little bit different. Doing what? Minorly different. I uh, saw this company. They basically hack into car computers, and it unlocks the car so you could uh, later tune the car and get more power out of it. Uh-huh. So I work, uh, and I, for this company, I unlock these computers, um, these car computers. People send in. They got to pull the computer out from their car, send it in. I uh, open it up, take it through a So you explained this to me the other day, and essentially it's people that want to either get a more fuel-efficient, like, truck, or get more power out of their car. Yeah, it's mostly, Mm -hmm. like, uh, automotive enthusiasts, like, that want to push their cars. But it's like, it's like, so the, the company puts this computer in the car, and these are, they set limits, essentially, for, for the car to be safe or whatever it is. They, and the people pull the computer out and send it to you so you can remove certain limits that they know are going to make the car's performance better. Well, uh, not exactly. So the manufacturers all lock the computers so nobody can touch the calibration inside there. And uh, we unlock them and get so past that encryption so later you can tune the car. But taking a step back, like, why do cars lock the computers to act a certain way when the car can do more than what the, the computer tells it it can do? Uh, people don't... Our manufacturers don't want those engines being pushed to their yeah. limits, so they detune them. Like, they put a governor, if you yeah, will, on them. Yeah. So you can't get all that power, and that preserves the longevity of the engine. So to, to, spoke, to speak on the governor part of it, I remember I drove for Peapod... And they had a governor on the Peapod truck say you could only go 65 miles an hour max. So you could put the... So I was on the highway literally putting the floor to the middle the entire time. It would only go to 65. And if you go, if you keep doing it for a certain amount of time, it would like report back to the company or it would like stay on the computer. Mm-hmm. Um, and the governor was essentially put on there to maintain the safety of yeah. all of their drivers like in, in masses. But car companies do this as well to like make sure they're hitting ratings or, or like why do they do that uh one of the reasons is warranty so yeah. if people are uh if people are pushing these engines to their limits that uh gives the there's a better chance of that engine breaking down right. something a mechanical yeah. failure yeah. And warranty then, efficiency yeah so is it warranty voided if you break that uh yes yeah M- okay. most of the time yeah I can't think of any anywhere where it's not. There are some people find ways around it where you know they'll put in like a spare computer, so right. they won't ever know that that thing was modified. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, is it mostly like tuner cars that you're working with? Um. Yeah, I'd say the majority uh, of the people out there that want to modify their cars. A lot of trucks. Yeah. Like pickups. Yeah. Yeah. Like what's the point of that? Is it just for fuel efficiency or just like to go faster? There's a huge market of uh, people I mean, that want to mod their trucks. Everyone, yeah. everyone wants bigger balls, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, people lift up. Chuck nuts. Chuck nuts. Yeah, I think that was uh, that fed kind of. Yeah. Merchant yeah, so went to college to become like a mechanic, but I like I'm not I'm not saying I just seen all right. So Merchant went to college to become a mechanic. I worked at a dealership for several years, and I seen that they're just like depressed parts changers. Mm. Like there's nothing creative, like or nothing like challenge. Like there's challenging parts of it, but like a lot of the guys especially like one mechanic's been with Mazda for like 20 years and he's like a genius yeah and he could definitely be making some more money somewhere else but he just like he's comfortable and I, I, when Merchick was going into school I always tell him like dude do not become a mechanic like like you like upgrading and enhancing and and like developing parts whether it's like, a whole computer like yeah, yeah. I'm like, you need to own your own shop because you're meticulous and people like people don't have the patience, but they have the money for it. They'll pay you for that. Um, plus, like, you're, like, Mertrick's, like, partial genius, especially when it comes to, like, engineering. That's true. Uh, and he can, like, whip, like, if there's something that doesn't exist, Mertrick will whip it up and, like, make it happen, like, He'll, like, take a piece of metal and a wire and, like, you know, whatever. And he'll, like, he'll, he'll, he'll design it to the point where you're just, like, holy shit, it's, like, over-engineered. Like, it's not just, like, a, you know, a scrap of metal. He'll, like, weld it a certain way or, like, he, um, so there's a coolant reservoir in cars. So if your uh, coolant ever overflows or there's, like, there's a portion where it has to overflow a little bit just in case it gets too hot or too cold, right? Mm-hmm. Um... Merchek out of a Separo beer can, you know how like they're like thick yeah. aluminum. He made himself and me a a reservoir made out of a Separo beer can, like welded with the uh, with like a little gauge to tell you like the where the how much coolant is in there because it has to be like about fifty percent. So it doesn't if it overflows, it doesn't like spill out everywhere. But if it if it's too low, you can add coolant through that reservoir. So I have a Sapporo beer can. It's like a, a coolant reservoir, and like it's like custom made, but it's like professionally made. It's got like the proper tubing and the proper like uh, what's it called? Like clamps around the hose, the like barb fittings. Yeah, like and he's like he like drilled a little pocket holes for like steam to breathe, you know, because that shit's hot when it's when your car is running. Um, but he he like over engineers it like and I always I always pushed him when he was younger like dude do not become like you could become a mechanic like you're gonna fix all my friends' cars all your friend family's cars all your friends' cars like that's a mechanic you need to do something more you need you need to become an engineer do you still uh, like look at mechanics as kind of a crappy uh, career field uh, I I wouldn't say crappy. It's a good career field, um, but it's just, like, I'm always, like, looking at, like, what else, what can, like, how can we expand, like, or how can we improve, like, I don't like being, like... But then, you know, there are some people who, like, like doing, they like staying in Yes, of course. Yeah. But I... Overall, I think my friends, or at least the people that surround me with, like, I need to be able to push them. Yeah. Uh, and they need to be able to push me. 
Um, Can I say it again? You're the average of the five people that you hang around with most. Yep, that's very that's true. True. Merchick, how did you get into like cars? Like what? Like how long have you been working on cars? Like how, I mean, how long have you been? So can, cars? can you tell uh, quick backstory before that? So, yeah, sure. So Dan and Merchick and Mike Madison or Madison. Yeah. Um, they would always like do the same things together. They started out skateboarding. Right, they were skateboarding, then everyone sucked at skateboarding. They started BMXing, then they were like BMXing. Everyone had like BMX bikes. And they kept doing things together. It's like the environment they were in that kind of made them into who they are. But like Rochek, like, like, yeah, uh, that ties into uh, I guess how I got involved with uh, the cars or the automotive field. Yeah, like my friends, I guess, were an influence. I had a couple yeah. friends that wore kind of gear huts. Yeah. Uh, and I guess growing up, like, my dad, he would always uh, figure stuff out. Like, my dad was an electrical engineer, but he knew, like, mechanical. He was very yeah. mechanically, still is to this day, very yeah. mechanically inclined. And, Dude, uh, your dad could build a house, a car, yeah. Yeah. a rocket ship. <laughs> yeah. Like, anything you throw at him, he'll figure that shit out. Yeah, definitely. Plumbing, electrical. And he's super modest about it. Yeah. He do all that. Uh, definitely, yeah, but uh, I used to see my dad, like, working on uh, just his car, other family members' cars, and I was just always interested, and I would ask him, what's this, what's this, yeah. what's yeah, this, yeah. Parting at, pointing at different parts of the car. And probably, Why did that blow up? What happened there? Yeah. Hey, he's also, his dad's very meticulous. Yeah. Yeah, I mentioned earlier... Uh, I'm a bit of a perfectionist, and I definitely get it from my dad. Yeah. But, uh, I manage it. <laughs> yeah, like he got, he, get, he got pissed that you had those contractors over at your uh, lake house, um, and they like messed up a lot of stuff. And your dad kept pointing out stuff that were wrong. I was like, why'd you do that? That's stupid. Why'd you do that? That's crazy. Why yeah, would you do that? And I mean, would you be uh, if you were in his shoes? You know, if you paid people to do uh, a job. You'd be pissed but, too, right? But yeah. there's always over-engineering. And if you're doing something yourself, you're always going to over-engineer what that needs to be done. Yeah. Like, if your house requires this much of an like uh, electrical box, you're going to buy the one bigger. Because you know, maybe... It's yours. Maybe, yeah. yeah, it's yours. And then maybe you want to add something. Where an electrician is like, I'm going to put this box in the standard house, standard electric, standard everything. Uh, and there's people that like do electrical work, like to the point they flex the pipe, they feed the wires and all that shit. But there's you you always over there's over always the over engineers. There's no budget. Well, like when you when when we put that gas pipe in for the gas dryer, like Dan Dan and I, or our mom bought a gas uh, dryer. Well, I made her buy a gas track. Yeah, yeah. Dan made her buy a gas track because it's more efficient or whatever it is, as opposed to an electric dryer. And we didn't have a gas pipe down there. And then Dan decided to put a gas pipe in there, and we YouTubed it. But Dan took every every step to make sure that this gas pipe was right. Like, like I was scared because this, gas, is, gas. Yeah. this is gas, right? Yeah. And like we're YouTubing this, so is this right? And like we, we made sure we took all the right steps to make sure that, you know, the gas was was well, proper and everything. Thankfully, our uh, stepdad, um, Rodney, shout out Rodney. Yeah, shout out Rodney for <laughs> having a bunch of tools, and I inherited all his tools yeah. once he passed away. But uh, 
like he had a gas meter. Yeah. Like yeah, I could, yeah, like right. I turned on the gas. I took the gas meter. Made sure no leaks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you guys took a little bit of risk, but there's reward, right? You yeah. Like to pay a pay a plumber or whatever you call it, a yeah. gas guy to come up and run this pipe. Yeah. Exactly. And you could you could say the same thing. You know, people are watching YouTube videos and like learning how to do brakes on their car, yeah. which is also That's a huge scary. That's be. so scary. Yeah. So I like on on the Altima. Or maybe even on the, the Mazda, I did my own brakes and I really didn't know how to do brakes outside of the couple of times that Dan showed me how to do it. And then I, I ran into an issue when I was changing them. And I was like, this isn't right. Like, this isn't fitting how it's supposed to be and this isn't compressing how it's supposed to be. So I YouTubed it. I think it was on the Altima. I YouTubed it and it's like, uh, if this isn't happening properly, you need to do this. So I did that, and then it started working. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I just, like, like I saved, what, a couple hundred bucks. But I learned a lot more about that stuff off of YouTube. And yeah. I, I think I think that's a great kind of resource, but, like, there, it, come, there, it comes with a lot, of, a lot of liabilities. Yeah, uh, definitely. There's some people that shouldn't touch yeah. brake systems and cars right. in their life because they're just not mechanically right. inclined. And, right. They don't know righty tighty lefty loosey for bolts, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. But YouTube is a fantastic resource. Even like I went to automotive school and uh, and stuff. And sometimes for certain cars, there's I'll be stuck. I won't know yeah. how to do something, and I'll YouTube it. Even yeah. though I went to school and shit, right. I'm ASC certified and all yeah. the whole nine yards, and still YouTube helps me sometimes. It'll it'll get you out of a out of a crunch. Yeah, ton of great content on that. So, so was that was that a a good uh, this is Merchek intro? Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, all the problems at first you guys had with him, and then finally got into the oh, actually who Merchek is hearing <laughs> of grievances. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Why does he suck? Because of this, got a lot um, of problems with you people, and you're gonna hear about him. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's why you really got invited here, so these yeah. boys could uh, let Vent. you know what they think. Yeah, okay. <laughs> exactly. So now you know, Merchek. So when they text you to be outside of your home in two hours, you better be ready in twenty minutes. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I, no, I, no, I, I wouldn't. I, I always want to make sure that there's this buffer time. For my, I don't want to change how he acts as a person. Yeah. Like I just need to adapt myself to who he is. Like, with any of my friends, I don't want to... I think it was, like, uh, beneficially mutual, or I feel mutually, like... Mer- mutually, uh, mutually beneficial. beneficial yeah. Um, Merch, I feel like Merchick has adapted to my go-go at some points. But then I hope this, you adapted to my... Uh, but then at the same time, Smell the Flowers. I appreciate this slowdown, Smell the Flowers. Like, I like s- as I'm getting older, I appreciate that. I'm like, I like what Merchick is doing. He's like... I'm gonna do this like this. And I'm gonna make sure it's right. Yeah, that, that, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, patience. yeah. Patience. you you have as a person instilled patience into me. Ah, uh, that's good. So to I hear, appreciate man. that. <laughs> I appreciate that. So did did we want to also touch on Mertrek's uh, uh, um, dating life? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, We're setting up a yeah. Bumble profile for Mertrek. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a common theme on this on this podcast is uh, uh, the single guys are are trying to. Uh, find uh, true love so Merchek is, is also in the same boat as uh, Scott and I yeah. so now Nick and Nick and Dan and, want to and, help Merchek and Merchek's been a little too patient 
Uh, and, but I appreciate that. No, I appreciate that. Like he's like the the last thing you want to do is to date when you're not ready. But I I, yeah, I, I and never that's, you know that's like where I'm at right. Yeah, like, like I have uh, I have certain goals. Yeah, and I feel like I I don't know if necessarily dating would set me back from those goals, but I'm just focused on other I, things. I uh, I completely respect that, but at the same time. Life fucking throws you curveballs. So yeah. You 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 plan. You you can plan as much as you want, but next thing you know, you're fucking dead. If you like, have, like, and my, like, that's if, true, man. And yeah. I try to enjoy everything as much as possible. And I think you do. You do a great job at enjoying the situations <laughs> you're in. I think you do. Uh, but at the same, like as Dan said, at the same time, the pe- like you can meet people that can um, enhance. What you're going through, yeah, definitely. Like they're not yeah. gonna hold you back. Like, if you find someone that holds you back from your goals, that's not the right person. Mm-hmm. You need to find a person that's gonna enhance the goals that you're going through and like everything you're trying to do. And, and I feel like uh, you can only get there by trial and error. Yeah. yeah. Because you might think it's enhancing you, and then two years on the line, it doesn't enhance you. It blows you. up in like, your face. It, yeah. it blows up in your face or something like that, and then next thing you know, you're fucking. 40 years old and you're like you know like that's why like you need to and that's why sometimes like I haven't had the conversation with Mark Trick in a while but we had it recently like hey dude you just need to go out there you yeah. need to go out there you, you need to you need to like break the barrier and make a mistake I think Bumble's a good place to do that yeah Bumble or make any mistakes. of the apps that is like you're it's gonna be trial and error it's gonna be 100% trial and error while you can talk to you about that offline but it's all about you know, making sure you're ready for someone that's going to enhance your life. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to sidetrack this a little bit. Like, uh, what do you guys think of just somebody being single for their, just being Entire single? life? Yeah. Some people can do it. It's I, don't, can- I think I don't it's cancerous for most people. I, yeah, I don't think, yeah, exactly. I don't think many people can make that happen without, you need someone to like share your life with. And your friends are not, like, we can share your life to a certain point, but your friends are not the people that are going to be there every single day with you and, like, every single... Like, learning about yeah. you, like, deeply and goals, dreams, struggles, and everything. Um, and it's just nice to have someone that can respect <laughs> all of that with you. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, I mean, you're young as shit. You're, how old are you? 27. Yeah. Like, you have <laughs> not nothing, young, man. You have, that's super young. You have nothing to worry about. Um, but yeah, you, but you don't want to be that guy that's 45 years old. It's like, hey, I made it. Anybody want in on this yeah. life that I'm sharing with you? You're going to get the wrong and then, yeah. and, then, and then there's no one left. Like, no one's there for you. So, like, it's... You need, it's, a, it's a time to find someone that wants to share yeah. in your progress. I, I don't think there's no one left in there for you. It's It's like... It becomes more limited, and it becomes for different reasons, instead of like that that feeling like, I don't know. Maybe I'm saying this because I've been in a relationship for almost five years, and I, I like I really appreciate my relationship with my girlfriend, but it's like something you won't experience when you're forty, mm-hmm. or, or thirty right now, or or your or your late twenties because you start thinking like, hey, I gotta get like all these things in place. That stuff still happens. Like people in their forties find love. No, people in for their 40s sure. Find the people, but that it, I feel like it's so different than when you're. Yeah, in your it's 20s. different. Yeah, it's. 
And at least you can make that mistake and then recuperate from it or learn from it if it is a mistake or if it's not a mistake. But if, I've known Richard Way almost my entire life and he's he's recuperated from relationships very well, in my in my opinion. And he always had a good head on his shoulders, so that's why I like take all the risk. Like yeah. go out there, fucking fail. Merchick, what's your opinion on failure and risk? Are you a risk adverse? Do you like risk? Um, I was never much of a gambler. Yeah. Like, uh... Can't be if you talk about how he's a perfectionist. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to gamble if you're a perfectionist. So we... Yeah. Uh, so a good example of this is we play poker all the time. Like, when we're, like, all the guys yeah, are together, you know, we play poker. And Merchick is always two out of the three left. Yeah. And I always feel that way because Marchek chooses to, uh, like, in, in, in a poker scenario, he chooses to uh, uh, fold instead of, he, choo- he chooses to fold instead of, you know, yeah, like, I'm very you can't play with me because you could read me very easily. Not, not that. Uh, like you, you only go in when you're, when you're 100% certain. Yes. Yeah, and that's why you can't play with me because you know when yeah. you bluff. Oh, Merchant called? Everyone's out. But yeah. once in a while, I'll be a asshole yeah. and bluff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, then that's the whole risk-adverse thing is how, like, when you, when you go into the dating scene, you're going to get a lot of rejections. You're going to feel like crap. You're going to go through the motions. You're going to meet people Facts. and stuff. But the the character that you have, and I know you have a lot of character, is going through those rejections and emotions that you feel and saying that, hey, I want something, and I'm going to go through all of this, and I'm going to you know, go through everything I need to go through to find someone that I want to be with. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that note, let's set up a Bumble profile. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, give, yeah, give, yeah, give us your uh, your shitty Android so we can do it. Yeah. You mean uh, my not shitty iPhone? You have an iPhone now? No, that's <laughs> not mine. Yeah, let's say. We can set it up. Uh, but you know, I mean, have you ever done any of that? Uh no, I never have. Wow. I I kind of respect that. Yeah, you know, Nick doesn't know how to turn on his phone. I don't know. It's an Android. I mean, personally, maybe it's because I am in a relationship. And it wasn't from uh, some type of tech yeah. technology uh, assisted app. Like, I always wanted to meet somebody like in person instead of yeah, of on, on an app. That's the goal. Yeah, like, you uh, you told you said before on this on this very uh, show that you committed a crime and you did a B and E on her home. <laughs> you oh, didn't yeah, say that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, broke in my girlfriend's house when yeah. I first met her. But that 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 shit you you can't you know you meet a girl on Bumble you're breaking her house you're getting locked up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. These days. Um, all right, so let's just get into Dan. Talk about what you made today with the three ingredients that we gave you last week, which was shrimp, oregano. And platanos. Oh, it took us this long to get to that. All right. So I kind of, uh, I had shrimp. Wait, wait, tell tell us. Okay. Yeah, tell us. So the three ingredients was shrimp, uh, which was the protein or whatever, uh, plantains, 
and oregano, which was the spice, and we brought oregano in because it was ignored, supposedly, which I don't believe. Um, oh, so he proved your point in that text message. Yeah, so Dan... Like, what was my... Th- yeah, yeah Dan, Dan texted the, the group today um, asking, what was the third ingredient? He said he knew it was shrimp and platanos, but he didn't know what the third one was, and then proved my point, people were forgetting about oregano, and it's a lost herb in our society. So that's why we're trying to bring it back. We might we might incorporate oregano in every fucking dish that we do now, and we're gonna we be, we're gonna be the oregano boys. I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of oregano, but anyways, T- tell them how you what's like. What's number? <laughs> Never mind, don't say it on, on the podcast. Uh, tell 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 the folks how you came to also incorporate all three of these uh, ingredients into your meal. Like what what uh, site did you use or app or whatever? You don't. Uh, I mean, I'm uh, you're. Tip. I do, but I don't use it at all. Use your phone number. What's your mobile profile right now? Okay. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Dan. Uh, I'm on the pod. Uh-huh. I did your typical millennial searches, and I googled uh, the three ingredients, or really the two ingredients, is shrimp and uh, plantains. Plantains? Right? Plantains. Plantains. Uh, bad tasting bananas, whatever you want to call them. Bad tasting <laughs> bananas. Um... That's what it translates to in, in English. Yeah, unless they're fried. Um, but I kind of Googled at least those two main ingredients, and that's kind of what I was thinking, because I, I, plantains was a kind of a curveball. That's what stuck in my head. And shrimp is something I don't usually cook with, because, one, I'm not a big seafood person, but I'll eat shrimp, I'll eat crab, uh, salmon you'll never see me eating... Uh, I mean, white cod, I'll eat it if it's cooked, just uh, out of respect, but I'm not a big fan of it, like, anything like that. Like, when it comes to seafood, I'm just like, yeah. Um, but, I googled uh, plantains and uh, shrimp, and it came up with this, like, uh, honey garlic shrimp recipe with plantains, but then I kind of, I knew of these uh, smash, smash plantains, Tostanos or whatever they're called, uh, if I pronounce that correctly. Yep. Um, and I know I wanted to at least make some of a Tostanos, uh, the plantains, and uh, that honey garlic shrimp just sounded fantastic. And it was um, the sauce. I, I, I bought some fresh shrimp. Uh, it, it took a little honey, took a little cayenne, uh, six cloves of garlic, uh, olive oil, uh, it asked for jalapeno peppers, but for some reason, every store I went to were out of jalapeno peppers, there might be a shortage, so I got serrano peppers, um, and I cut up cilantro, and I got fresh oregano, and I, uh, sliced that up very finely and put it into the sauce, um, and a little bit of butter at the end and coconut milk. Um, and I added just a tad bit of starch just to like thicken the sauce. Um, and it was it was good. I mean, yeah, it, I was. Think it was good. It was like a very. Uh, you can uh, all you folks listening at home, you can check out the Monday Night Hustlers Instagram. I posted a picture of Dan's final the dinner. Yeah, the dinner. It's yeah, a, it was good, man. I give it. I give it like a eight point three out of ten. Really? Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. I, I like the. Yeah, um, good fans with these. I like it. It was very fresh tasting. The plantains was great, and I had a little side of a uh, potato salad because uh, Rachel had a sweet sixteen birthday party for her sister, which 
blew my mind on like the aesthetics like Rachel's really good at the aesthetics and it was a really cool party that they had but I didn't know Sweet 16 still happened it's because it's, be, it's because you're uh, 30 plus years old <laughs> that was uh, half your life ago yeah but you remember there was a show on MTV about people's Sweet 16s oh, oh yeah, yeah those were rich sure. kids they'd get yeah. like rainbows so, and shit like yeah. that I remember that and I mean Rachel just she loves to shit out all of her sisters so she always tries her best to like give them the best experience at anything they do and she threw an awesome party for her which was funny so her sister kind of like walked out of the house because she's seen like 25 of her friends in a surprise and she's like oh fuck this like uh her sister's kind of like very to herself I, I love her like personality because she's just like you know like women are usually like outgoing and have an opinion and things like that but she's just very like to herself very straightforward no bullshit, like, kind of, um, mellow, uh, personality, and when she, like, got the surprise, she, like, she's, like, ah, I need to get out of here, like, I need my own, own space, and, uh, they're trying to get her back inside to sing her happy birthday, that's when I pulled up, and I did a trick, I, I came up to her, I'm, like, oh, I just want to give you a hug, just this happy birthday, you know, and, of course, she opened up her arms. Uh, I gave her a hug, and I just—I literally grabbed her, I lifted her up, uh, and I just walked her inside the house. And everyone's saying happy birthday to her. Nice, uh, which is hilarious, in my opinion. But yeah, they get March twenty second. What's up? No, March twenty second. Your birthday? March, May, May twenty second. Um, he said March or May. May. But she okay. she made it. I she made March. it. She made a tray full of pasta sauce and a tray full of lotes, and she told me to take the rest of it, which was like a Tupperware that you've seen the size of. It's yeah. like 16 inches by like five. Like it's a huge Tupperware thing. And I only took the pasta salad, and she, she got mad at me that I didn't take the elotes because she made elotes too. And I just didn't want to carry freaking 20 pounds of food, one downtown, which I kept it in my car, but I put ice packs in it. Uh, but two is like, I just don't need 20 pounds of food. And then Rachel kind of gave me some shit for not taking the lote. So I'm like, I just took 10 pounds of uh, pasta salad. Like, we made, like, like yeah. trying to do my best. Yeah. You listen to Smart Trek? That's what you have to do when you, uh, you find the one. Yeah. You got to take all the food. Can I make a comment? Like, all 20 pounds I, of food. I've been trying to take find all pictures. The food. I'm, I'm trying to find pictures for Smart Trek's uh, bone profile. You don't have any pictures of your on your phone of yourself. I think there's one on there. There's there's one with you holding a fish. Yeah. <laughs> and then one of one with your foot and a flower. That's holding my <laughs> So I listen to that reply do all podcast. Do you guys have a lot of selfies in your phone? No, no. I have I have pictures of you though. In your so phone? I'll send them to you. Yeah. That reply all podcast. It was this older lady that was like going back into the dating scene. She was like in her I would say the early 50s. And she collected photos of guys that held a fish oh, really? in their profile picture. Yeah. Like, she had, like, almost 30 photos of people that were, like, interested in her that carried, uh, that held a fish in their profile photo. 
Hey, hey unless you want to date them. Oh, that's a, that's a good one. Use that one. Use that one, please. Use that one. That's a great one. That's that should be your first picture. My hair is jacked up. It doesn't matter, dude. That's the best picture on your phone. So, any ladies on this podcast, if you're looking for a good man, and Rutrik just sounds like it's he not might a good be man, met, it's, it's the best man. Yeah, the best, um, the best man. Oh, you guys. Just uh, hop on Bumble, and maybe you might swipe right on him. Maybe you never know. Oh, I actually took these out the day before my interview. <laughs> Do not post that picture. <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> it's a it's a mirror pic. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. a full body. It's full body. Full body. That should be one of them, maybe. But oh, here's me with a mushroom. What are you talking about? That's I, a good I, picture. That's a good picture. I don't see pictures on that's my phone. That's a good picture. I couldn't find it. Did you? Are you in the Bumble app? Huh? Are you in the Bumble? No. App? See, I couldn't access them. I hey, guess. next time you take a photo, just smile a little more. <laughs> that's a good smile. A I good mean, smile. here's kind of like the. This is a big mushroom. Yeah. <laughs> that's a big mushroom. That's what it is, you know. Look at that stud. That's a great picture, dude. You look like a like a boy band. Do I? Artist, yeah. That's yeah, good. You look cute. All right, can you add that to Bumble somehow? Um, I don't know. Did you put your email in? Yes. Hey, right, what what was the next step? Uh, set a password and social security number. Mother's maiden name. Did you listen to? Uh, sorry to announce another podcast on here, but the uh, Reply All podcast, where they hacked people. Did you listen to that one? That was a Snapchat one. Yeah, that was scary. I they, they said like your phone number is literally your social security number because they can reset all of your passwords. Yeah, I know li- shit. Yeah, so really? do not give do not give out your phone number if they ask for it. I, w- I was doing something. Uh, I was like signing up for something, and they asked for my email address for my phone number. I didn't do it just because of that. It's like I don't I want to limit the amount of people that have my phone number. Yeah, I hate whatever. Email all day. But. Yeah. Even email. Which I was in the car with Nick one day, and he gave out his social security number. By accident. I called him. I called him. They said, what's your social security number? I gave her the last four. I didn't give it. No, dude. I was was smacking the steering wheel while you were saying it. (laughs) I was like, what are you doing? That's why you're out of the loop. Some some Nigerian prince is gonna email you and be like, okay, I'll give you all the money. Because I, I have been getting a lot more phone numbers since. I applied. To, since. I applied to refinance a portion of my student loans, and uh, they couldn't do that for some reason. Like, then uh, they asked, I asked to close the account because they called me to follow up, and they asked, oh, can you verify the last four social security? I'm like, can I give you some other information? Mm-hmm. Um, just be like, and he's like, oh, I get it, I get it. And then he asked me for my email. Email is just as bad. No, it's not. I mean, not just as bad as social, but like they can access. Other, yeah, but I knew I applied for it. They yeah. called me. They told yeah, told yeah. me about yeah. that. Like, and I was just like, no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Um, but is that one of our? Is that one of, with one of our partners? Yeah. Which that's why I applied. Yeah. Uh, did you guys see that uh, Netflix documentary yet? The Great Hack. No, I haven't. What's that all about? I don't know. I was going to ask you guys. <laughs> but it's, it's all about, uh, like... Homework for da- next week. It's all about, like, data, data analytics and, uh, like, Alexa listening to you yeah. and then using that to advertise to you and I, shit like that. I mean, I've heard about that and I've, I've experienced that. Like, the whole... 
you talk about like donuts and then next tomorrow Facebook advertise donuts. Yeah. Um, but there's there was also there was also this uh, Alexa thing where Amazon hired contractors to listen to snippets of people's like Alexa stuff. Yeah. To to in, in, enhance the. Uh, um, I guess we're gonna have a science topic tonight. We're gonna have a science topic tonight. Scott's walking in the door. So Alexa, uh, Amazon hired contractors to listen into snippets of people's conversations on, on the Alexa. You had to approve to like accept the diagnostic piece, but they well, used to listen to Scott. Change your oh shirt, shit, shirt. deuces. Nice. Um, but they were listening to people's and in, in, into people's conversations, and they heard like stuff along the lines of like people having sex. They heard a lot pe- things where people were getting like domestically abused and then Alexa or Amazon went back and said that they weren't going to do that type of listening but you have to approve to do that but you I literally have an Alexa speaker in my room mm-hmm. and I don't know when it's listening so do you find that scary? creepy at all? do you think no, about I don't, that? I don't do anything listening? I don't do like if you're a person that doesn't do anything that's stupid then you're in a good situation yeah I might get more ads for like you know male patent baldness or something but like I, I don't even talk about that anymore but like you know you will get stuff about that but I don't say anything that's detrimental to my life's existence I see not even that one asshole that cuts you off real bad almost <laughs> I'm gonna murder John Jones <laughs> not worried um, about it so yeah we're um we're kind of coming up to the end of our first segment uh Nick you need to tell the folks you got some some news some news. So, uh, want to tell the folks we have going on? Uh, news wise, meaning a delivery I got. Yes. So, Harry's has been a longtime sponsor of the podcast. No, they haven't. <laughs> they've been they've been a longtime sponsor of the podcast, and they have great razors. If you ever nope. if you ever shave, and you ever have to like use a razor, nope. they're a great sponsor. And I guess Dollar Shave Club was listening. <laughs> And they sent a box filled with Dollar Shave Club products, uh, products into the mail. And uh, I've used Dollar Shave Club products in the past, and they are very subpar compared to Harry's Razors. Harry's Razors really does have a premium product. Uh, but they sent a box, and it had their uh, shave butter, had their razors, had their body wash. What are those wipes? And their wipes, so they're peppermint wipes. Those so oats. when you wipe your ass, you get a little tingle. You can say butt. Oh, butt. You get a little tingle. Uh, but yeah, they sent a product because they wanted to compete with Harry's. I think that's the only reason they sent it. So they're a real sponsor. Uh, no, Dollar Shave Club is not a sponsor. Dollar Shave Club is a subpar I'm, product I mean, that has a terrible razor with only four razors. And a very weak lubricating, lubricating, lubricating bar. Uh, but, you know, they did what they did. They tried. And uh, at the end of the day, we just want to say, you know, thank you, Harry's, so much for sponsoring the podcast and providing us with all, providing all of us with a premium product. All right. So that's, that's what I have to say. We're going to take our actual real anchor break, sponsored anchor break. So uh, we'll be right back. All right, yo, back for a second half uh, of Monday Night Hustlers. 
Uh, Nick showed me some box. We're, mind we're, we're deep into mind, mind, mind uh, teaser puzzle. Yeah. Set of six. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> set of six. Set of six. I'm just reading it uh, verbatim on the box. So uh, we've given Rochek the task. He must complete his bumper profile because he gave up got 10 minutes ago. He has to finish setting it up by the end of this episode. Uh, but we have Scott. Scott's so here. Tweet at him at Rochek. Merchick is that anyone? So so poor bastard. Merchick Merchick barely exists. He has zero online presence, which I I respect. Off the grid, like him. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's shady. So right now on YouTube, we're watching a guy build an entire log cabin. Give him a shout out, man. It's called uh, My Self-Reliance, right? My Self-Reliance. Just uh, YouTube that, and you'll find a guy just building a log cabin. There's also a time-lapse video of him building the entire cabin that's yeah. available. Alright, so let's get into... We have Scott here. Scott! Scott just walked in. We're going to bring into the science segment right now. So, um, to set the stage, uh, I'm sure all of you know Hurricane Dorian, Dorian is... So, uh, like, I haven't heard a lot about... Like, I've heard a lot about that. Because you're out, you're out of touch. Yeah, no. So, the only reason... I, like, I had no idea a hurricane was happening. And then uh-huh. Ashley told him, was like, hey, this thing's like legit. Yeah. And it like hit the place we were in in the Bahamas um, yep. last year. Um, and like it's hard for someone in the Midwest to constantly think about hurricanes. Mm-hmm. But I saw some of the videos of people in their apartment. They were on the, like 20 feet above water and the water was hitting their like windows. And, it, and that was scary. That's uh, right off the coast though, right? Yeah, it's right off the coast of Florida. Yep. Yeah, it's hitting Florida right now. Um, and Trump warned warned Alabama that they were getting hit by the hurricane. Really? But it, he not. put out a tweet that said that <laughs> there's three or four states that were in the the in the path of Dorian, and it just so happens that Alabama wasn't. So yes, so really? he he put Alabama's like Alabama, watch out or whatever it was. Yeah, prepare um, for the. Yeah. Has a hurricane ever hit Alabama? No. It's I mean, yeah, for the most part, I don't think... I mean, hurricanes, when they hit landfall, they start to slow down. He also so. said you could... You so, could so, so the funny part about it was that, like, shortly, shortly thereafter, the National Weather Service said, no, Alabama, you're no, fine. No, you dumbass. You're fine. You're fine. Yeah. Um, so Alabama, all our Alabama listeners, <laughs> breathe easy. You guys spe- are fine. Yeah, speaking of uh, Trump, he said he wanted to, to nuke the, the hurricane to maybe... Uh, hey, why not? You never know what happens. Yeah. Again, that goes yeah. to the... Uh, we go, talked about this over yeah, the weekend. Yeah, yeah, so... Disperse yeah, like radiation right? all over the water. Right. They said that some people are saying he was doing it. He's playing 4D chess to flood out the leakers in his administration. And it worked, yeah, right? His executive... But anyways, that, that, that wasn't the only bright idea no. that that was given to kind of help, uh, I don't know, get rid of the hurricane, so to speak. But uh, there's this guy in Florida that they interviewed on the news. Nick, can you play that video? I will play the video. So it's on. It's, it's, it's on our. Pull? Oh yeah, Scott. Scott, Scott play it. It's on our podcast. Oh. You want it? Yeah, play it. And see how they haven't come up with some kind of way to com- combat these storms yet. They keep saying, uh, you know, two days ago, three days ago, oh, it said this, but it's going to hit all this warm weather, all this warm weather and warm water. We have a navy. Why don't the navy come and drop ice? in the warm water so it that it can't get going as fast as it's going there's got to be ways to combat this instead of just pointing at the thing and say well it's uh, now it's getting worse yeah we know it's getting worse but you tell us oh it's the warm weather oh it's the wind well we have an air force 
drive. So Air Force planes around to get the winds going the opposite way. And the Navy to go in circles to fight it the other way. Can't see how. Billions of gallons of water. Let's, let's cool that down. That he's guy's gonna, name is Todd Jones or he's something. He's going to need the big bags. Got not, it. The, not the five pounders. No. The heavy. 20-pound bags of ice. Yeah, heavy, heavy Bostonian accent, uh, living in, in Florida. Florida. Yeah. Well, sh- well, shout out Ken. He said, why don't they just drop one of those melting ice caps in, in, in the middle of the hurricane? But, uh, but Scott, our, our science expert on, on this tell us uh, why prestigious that, podcast. Tell us why, is that, why that is possible or not yeah. possible. Yeah. Well, it's the air that needs to be cooled down first off. It's not the water. So dropping so ice cubes in it is not going to... Does the glacier is warm gonna... air make the hurricane happen? So yeah, it just like a so, uh, well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about tornadoes because I'm not 100 sure about them. Um, but hurricanes essentially, yeah, the the warm warm uh, as um, a tropical storm reaches warmer waters, um, the the warm air essentially uh, increases the pressure um, in the tropical storm that starts to uh, increase the intensity of the storm. And as the warm air rises, cool air goes in to replace the warmer at the, the sea level. Um, and again, it's, it's, it creates a pressure differential. So that cool air then um, rushes into the base, gets warmed up again, and gets pulled up into the, the upper atmosphere, into, uh, uh, into the sky to essentially create the hurricane. So as more air, it's just it's a kind of an endless cycle. As the air just continues to cycle, it gets warmer and warmer and more air gets pulled in, creates a larger storm. Um, and creates these, I mean, lots of times a Category 5 is, I don't say it's uncommon, but it's normally most hurricanes. This, this don't get latest one is ca- Category 4, right? No, it got to Category 5 status. They uh, they originally thought it was just supposed to be a tropical storm, like it was supposed to be, you know, high winds, standard kind of rain, tropical storm, but um, Mother Nature had a different uh, idea in mind and uh, decided to... Um, yeah, uh, increase it to Category so, 5. So, I mean, listening to that guy, what he had to say is obviously... Um, we, we can laugh at it, uh, but scientists and uh, intellectuals have talked about controlling the weather for the longest time. So if they're, I mean, technically, if you were able to mass produce cold, enough cold air to prevent the warm air from rising, you might be able to not necessarily get rid of hurricanes, but you might prevent them from reaching, you know, category four, category five steps. But again, that's a pipe dream just because how do you, I mean, there's that much. I yeah, thought the technology. I thought the technology is already out there to manipulate clouds to like produce rain. Yeah, they, they, they did that, that in. Uh, um, they do that in the Middle East now. Uh, where is it? Uh, Dubai. In, in Dubai. Yeah. Um, it was originally first proposed. In I mean, the, the United States created it, but I forgot where they implemented it. And I've it, actually seen like, video of it. It's really cool. It's in. Is it Colorado or Wyoming? Something like that. The hell is they have like. They have the station there where they put it back in, whatever, do their witchcraft. Well, yeah, I mean, I remember, um, I think it's like an exhaust vent that you see on top of like industrial roofs that's got the hook kind of. It just looks like ventilation and then it, it's got the, the hook at the end of it that comes out on top of the roof. That's what they look like. At least the one machine that I saw do, it's just, you know, that times a thousand the size of it. And yeah, it just produces like condensed air up in or condensed water molecules up into the air, and then it forms into a cloud and produces rain. So, um, yeah. So again, the 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 idea, the science is there, but just the implementation of it is is uh, probably too costly and and uh, not economical. So, um, the the guy's a fucking goofball suggesting using. <laughs> Planes to reverse the uh, oh fun is fact that about po- this. is that possible? If you had like a, a hundred planes, 
No, God, no. <laughs> the fuck? It's like asking to stop wind in the city. Like, you're not going to get enough <laughs> of anything to fucking stop. Build the wall! Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's something I didn't know is that... So most hurricanes form at the equator because that's where the water is hottest uh, on the planet. And um, hurricanes that are north of the equator uh, rotate counterclockwise. And uh, hurricanes that are south of the equator rotate clockwise. Really? And it has to do with the axis of our Earth and the way our, the Earth rotates. So that's the whole thing when you flush a toilet in Australia. It's been Supposedly that's bullshit. I've never actually looked into that. Uh, that was just like a... That's funny. Uh, uh, kind of old wives' tale that was told. Good old to any of the listeners out there, if you want to fact check me, I mean, I could check check it right now, but fan interaction, I think. Oh, well, Scott, you're, you're, you're oh. a science expert, you know. Right. Uh, oh, I do know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, so again, I think if you're able to either cool down the water or just the air rapidly enough, I mean, air is easier to cool down than water, so air would probably be more feasible. Um, you might be able to prevent... Uh, well, tropical storm-wise, if you were able to get it early enough, yeah, it'd be a lot easier to do prevent a tropical storm from upgrading to Category 1 as opposed to trying to stop a hurricane from getting to those higher levels. So um, he may be a dumbass in the way that he, uh, he talked about it, but the, uh, the science is, is, can be solid, I think, in uh, the future, for sure. Controlling the weather has been talked about for so long, so I, I definitely think it's on... I've never heard of anyone talking about controlling the weather. It's funny that... I saw that cloud machine we... when we were back at, like, Western. Cloud like machine? Made, it was, like, yeah, made by, like, NASA. Yeah, like I said, yeah, I forgot what country we were, I don't know if it was a time, like, uh, back in, um, like, the 60s and 70s when we were trying to build up trade out in, like, Southeast Asia that they wanted to do that or something, but, um... Can we stop, like, thunderstorms? No, I mean, those are, I mean, this, yeah, this, like I said, the sheer size, we can't even get our, econ- our like, individual city economies fucking working properly, I don't know if we're gonna be able to stop something like that from happening. Priorities, but, right? Priorities. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's you would just have to stop water molecules from rising. You'd have to stop the water cycle, and that's 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 not gonna happen. Have you guys ever watched that uh, cartoon slash movie Osmosis Jones? Yes. Yeah, that was fucking. That was, a, that was a good movie. That's yeah. a great movie. I remember watching that in a log cabin one time because I had nothing like uh, when I was uh, an ex girlfriend <laughs> Barbara. We went out to her uncle's log cabin. And I was so fucking bored, I couldn't fall asleep while I was watching Osmosis Jones. Oh, yeah. We I've learned a lot. That's the Dells, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a badass log cabin. Maybe they, yeah, that might have been the time that you... Yeah, because I'd only we gone out there twice. Yeah. yeah we, we went snowboarding? Yeah. yeah that, that, that that's fun. right. We did. Yeah, you guys did. That was, that was, that was a really nice cabin. Whose cabin was that? Was that hers? Her uncle's. Uh, and the first time I went up there, like like a true like Eastern European guy, we walk up to the house and he's just sitting there and has a handle of vodka and he's just chugging it. And I was like, at her house? Oh, at his God. house on the porch. He's got his shirt off and I go to find out he's speaking Polish to her, his, uh, his sister who's her mom and apparently he was trying to dig a window well and hit an underground bee's nest and got stung like a hundred times. <laughs> so he's just sitting there like smoking a cigarette just, I'm done. just ripping <laughs> shots out of a handle of, of uh, vodka. Does vodka help bee stings? No, I think he just wanted to dull the pain. Check, check, check the medical record. Of course it does. Let me uh, Google this. <laughs> Vodka. I just get I, cut, I, cut I, a I potato. Just rub it on every little beast thing. It definitely helps with pain. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, how, that, that was... How, no, how was uh, the... Uh, this one's super easy. How was the black party? Not black party. The barbecue. It was good. I had, I mean, all my nieces and nephews there. I'm, my entire family was there, so it's... It was at Bobby's house, right? Yeah, it was at Bobby's house. Um, those kids are getting really, like, rambunctious and starting to talk back to me, and I want to... 
slap. Want to throw an elbow or two? Oh yeah, Uncle Scott. Thing. Fuck you. <laughs> I mean, if that happened, I would get the okay a thumbs up from each of my brothers and my sister to do exactly what I want to do to them. But um, what did oh, what did Ryan do? Like Ryan, Ryan's eight years old now, so he's starting to, like he's really smart, so he's becoming witty and coming back with these comebacks yeah. and I'm like god damn it like I, I need to slap the kid but that's who I was like that's who I am now so I kind of appreciate his uh, wittiness like you don't want to yeah you don't want to uh, be that yeah I don't want to be that way but I also don't want to encourage I don't want to encourage like I mean I'm still an authority figure in his life so that's like my dad is, my dad is definitely overbearing when it comes to the discipline um, but there's sometimes he says like you know when the kids talk back to my mom or, or him or something like that and he loses He's well he doesn't lose his shit but he he makes a good point. He's like, well, if they're okay with talking back to family members, then why would they talk back to their teachers or somebody right. else or another authority figure? So, right. um, but yeah, I mean, they're all good. There's they're some, all shit some, some level of like separation of when you can like mess around and when you can be oh, yeah. a kid. So like, what's an example? Like when you tell them not to do something and they'll just completely it. ignore it. The yeah. worst is like when they're teenagers, like, you know, they're 19, 20 and they they got booze and stuff. They can like, do stuff. They, they know can actually all. make decisions. Yeah. Well, after but that you, point, you, I don't want to say the parenting is done, but you, if you, but if you, your kid hasn't learned that, like me and Nick, it's not smart to uh, skid on the spoiler of a car. It at is smart. What are you talking about? Look at where we are. Look at where we are. That's why that's why my mom has trouble with it. We made it. How old was he? Yeah, he fell off a spoiler off the back of a car. Yeah. Uh, Twenty six years old. <laughs> you were you were with Nick when that happened, right? Yeah. Do you guys uh do you guys have you ever talked about it on the podcast? No. No. Do you want to recap what happened? <laughs> so so we were at this We were twenty. We weren't twenty something, yeah. We were like no, we, no, yeah, we had we used fake IDs to get into a bar. Oh yeah. Uh the piano work. Um so we were at someone's birthday party. We were there with like Mago and everybody. Um, and we, it was in the we suburbs, were, yeah, we were, it, it was, was in, in the, the suburbs, Park, and we had someone that was sober that was driving us back home, and we, so, yeah, he was sober. Mark? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, he drove us back <laughs> home, and we, we ended up, we ended up driving down, like, Harlem, and I had the bright idea of, like, hey, let's hang off the back of his car, because he had a spoiler, so I, w- I, I drove for a little bit, and, and I was hanging out the back of his car, and his spoiler hung on. Um, and then, uh, for some reason, we stopped somewhere, and then I asked, Hey, Scott, get on the back of the spoiler. It's so fun. Commit, yeah, so it's fun. me to do it by it was, myself. I had my, I, I had my knees in the bumper, and my Well, no, first I, first, first I did it by myself, and then after we stopped a second Wait, did, time. you started it, or did I start No, it? you started it, and then you got, I was in the back seat with you, and so, like, after the car stopped, you opened the door, you're like, Scott, you got to try it. So I got out of the car, you got into the car, and then I hung onto the spoiler by myself. And then after we stopped the second time, you convinced me. Let's do it together. Together. So this is why together. you need friends that have some mechanical experts, because there's no way no Rotrek or myself would have done that. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, yeah. you uh, need to know how to pop of, the shoulder back in. <laughs> if, any know, if anyone knows what an 05 Sentra SR looks like in the spoiler that it came with, it's like two, if two I was screwdrivers. Made, if, I, if I was 20 pounds lighter, that might not have happened. And, and if I wasn't both, 19 drinks deep. Uh, it was both of us on there. 
Yeah. And I think what happened was we hit a speed bump and like that. No, it's because it was a manual transmission. So when it went from first to second gear, the kickback forced the additional force from us yeah. hanging on to it just rip the spoiler. Ripped off the spoiler. Well, first, yeah. First of all, those spoilers are held by two like ten millimeter bolts, which. I'm surprised how much they've held. Would you have made that analysis after, like, what a night of drinking? I would not allow you to get on that spoiler. Right, yeah, of course. Like, before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, the fact that you even thought that was a good idea was like... Uh, I didn't think it was a good idea. I thought it was a terrible idea, and I wanted to do it. Yeah, and you know who's ultimately at fault of this? Daniel, because you weren't there yeah, to my you weren't there. brother. Yeah, or yeah, Marcia, yeah. he's the car guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah, he's, he's the resident engineer. 20 years old, right? Yeah. Oh, I knew that, I mean... I've done dumb shit, and I consider myself to be, uh, as a the science when, the science expert. My physics should have kicked in there, knowing that that was gonna fucking. That's pretty happen. high up there. When I was on Harlem and Addison hanging out the back of it, that's the last point I remember. Anything? I was pissed. I I knew it was a bad idea, a hundred percent. Like it's a so terrible idea. Where did you fall off? It was on like Neva. It was like lower down the yeah. side street. You know, and uh, you. You got fucked up pretty bad. You had to go to the hospital, right? I was really drunk, and it that's, ripped off. That's and worse up in the than riding a motorcycle at 100 miles an hour with no helmet on. I don't no, because so. you, you could die in that situation. I, we were driving 15 miles an hour. You are in control. You are not in control. Right, right, right. But, like, but you're in control, but the guy that's driving the truck that's going sideways is not in control. Yeah. So then they can hit you, and then you're done. Uh, if, even if you're by yourself on a motorcycle... On the highway, and you're 100% in control, and you hit like a weird thing or a, a, a moss patch like Scott hit the other day, you're done. On a bike, on a yeah. bicycle. Yeah, but if you're on a motorcycle and there's like a, a black ice or something, you're done. Well, you are you're done. not driving in the middle of January in Scotland. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no joke, uh, BMW motorcycles, they are like designed to drive all year round they sell like these uh leather suit jackets are like three grand and you plug it into your bike and it's heated oh really so while you're cruising at like you know 20 degrees you're yeah, fucking you're warm you're still fucked if you had a patch of ice though it doesn't matter a patch yeah. of ice or like a rock or yeah, like a, a banana, banana a anything bike. someone but those bikes are like forty thousand dollars they got like the stability controls and all types of there's no stability on two like two wheels you can't like yeah, if you hit it like yeah, it's talk about the most unsafe vehicle. Well, it's like talking about living in the city is unsafe. You have to cross more streets than in the suburbs, so you should live in the city because it's unsafe. Right, you but, shouldn't live your life because it's unsafe. But you you weigh the pros and cons. Well, that's yeah. Nice. There's really a lot of traffic, expensive. The, the pros, you cross the, the streets all the time. The pros of everything ride, about living the in Chicago pros sucks. of riding a bike do not outweigh the cons of losing your life. All I'm trying to say is it's a bad idea to ride a motorcycle yeah. in freezing temperatures. Or in any situation. Let's come from the mechanic. Yeah. yeah. Our in-house engineer says that. Yeah. <laughs> in-house engineer. Yeah. Oh. He's no, no, no. He, so, Mershik, you are tasked You are tasked with building out our studio beyond just what it is today. So you need to install, like, soundproof windows. Oh, here, like, this yeah, studio? Yeah, this studio. Yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah, Marching has the budget. He's going to do it. Yeah, no, we, like, we'll pay for it with all of our earnings from our sponsors. Yeah. Yeah, which is $8. How do you get to it? Half that. dollars We need a GoFundMe. <laughs> yeah, we do. Nick's been taking all the profits from uh, the uh, Harry's Razors. Yeah. The $4? And buying da- Dollar Shave Club products. No, no, that, that was sent to the sponsor. That was a sponsor, yeah, you're right. Damn. Really funny. You, you missed that part. 
So uh, Dollar Shave Club sent us uh, a box of their products because they heard us. Oh, the peppermint ass wipes? Yep. yep. <laughs> Butt wipes. Oh. Oh, we were just dropping F-bombs I say ass. No, because you, well, you call me on that. No, second no, 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 Dan did. Dan did. Dan doesn't like you to say ass. Ass, ass, oh, ass, Like ass, moist? Ass, 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 moist. Uh, you know what we should do? We should do an ASMR uh, podcast where we just like crunch on stuff and Dude, do a high quality. Give us, give, us, give us a little snippet right now. <laughs> What's an ASMR? Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh my god. Nick is uh, sloshing around ice cubes in his mouth right now. <laughs> well, actually, it's funny. I saw a, a sound engineer that was working for a uh, private um, video game studio that he, uh, it was like a side-scrolling kind of action-packed game where like you play this like little goofy soldier that was on another planet and encountered all these different alien life forms. And the sound effects he used was, it was, I watched the whole like five minute promo video about it. It was, he was like ripping celery and like, yeah. uh, had, um, he brought in a, a small little, uh, bucket with mud in it and was rub, uh, stuffing his shoes in it. So, it, uh, um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Impersonated the kind of sound yeah. that the character was running through the level and all these different, like, we, like broke a light bulb with a that hammer. Was, that was from really that cool movie, shit. um, The Quiet Place. Wasn't that part of that? Where they actually uh, made the the sound of like the alien crunching on the on the grass, like they like broke celery. I mean, the, I this one was definitely for a video game. Okay. The Quiet Place, they probably did a separate, right, yeah. game, separate group that did that. But so, I thought it was just really cool. He's sitting there like chopping cucumbers to make yeah. up a sound. Like he would just cut that sound right. and then inlay it into like a, you know a broader sound that he was using for uh, a sound effect. It was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it's kind of funny. There's like a sound studios out there just full of weird shit to make noise. Yeah, yeah. Like if somebody stumbled across, bring in the forty like, pounds of carrots. <laughs> well, this is a testament to how shitty our society has become. Is that People on YouTube actually make money off of ASMR videos. Like, I saw one, a woman eating a lobster claw that was, like, the size of my face. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm watching her dip it into a bowl of butter and just, like, eat the corn. Just like... Yeah. I was like, ugh! Ugh! And, then, so, and, then, and so a movie weird. studio is going to pay her tens of thousands of dollars to use that sound because they don't want to do that. Because <laughs> they make money in this world. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, you know, we really need this really specific sound. What do you think would be a uh, woman eating lobster claw? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Did why. you see? Did you see that dog I sent you the other day? Yeah, with the human face. I showed it. I showed it to Bobby, and he started laughing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, I thought. Oh, which reminds me, Huntley out by him, the rescue shelter is a no kill shelter. They have a shit ton of puppies up there. But like puppies that are hypoallergenic. Yeah, I mean, they they have five pages, and there was like half of them were puppies, so we might be able to find one. I'm going to do that. Shout out Bleaker. Shout out Bleaker, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, to all our listeners out there, please email us and tell us how sh- terrible of a name Bleaker is for a dog. Bleaker's a great name. Bleaker. But anyway, so this dog I, I sent Scott, he had a human face on a dog body, no, on a dog a head, body. with a goat body. And someone adopted us because I looked later on like, hey, he was adopted. I'm like, I really pray for that person I adopted that dog. It looks exactly like an Ewok from Star Wars. <laughs> yes, if you right. put it side by side with an Ewok, besides the color of the eyes, maybe he was a Star freaking, Wars fan. Maybe he's a yeah, dude. Ewok. Yeah, yeah so he's just like a breeder. He's just like, oh, I breed Ewoks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what I can make with this. <laughs> Dick showed me that picture. 
and he's like, what do you think of this dog? And I'm looking at it like, did, I'm thinking like, did somebody face swap it? <laughs> <laughs> it had a human face, it was right? a weird face. It had yeah. a human face. Uh, but luckily, what's his name? Tonic. His name was Tonic. He got adopted, so. Congrats to you. That Reply All podcast had one uh, guy that would be an editor towards the word, and on Wikipedia, towards the word in uh, compromise, not compromise, but uh, something that relates to like multiple things into one of the C-com... Compilation? Comp, comp, not, not compilation. When you mix a bunch of foods together. Uh, con- um, Jesus. Concoction? No, 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 no. no. Oh, well then... I need I need to figure it out to make more sense, but every Saturday every Saturday and Sunday night he would just sit down and go like he'd have this software that would pick anything on Wikipedia that had that word in it and he would make sure it's pol- like politically politically correct not politically correct but like legit expedient. Uh, what anybody? I'm good. Like correct in, in the the context that they're trying to right. uh, say because everyone always uses this. I, I need to find it. Now. Everyone always uses this other word. Can I try that? Have right, you we'll tried this oh, Hold up. on, everyone. For everyone that's listening, we're trying a coffee Lacroix today. I'm gonna go to bed. Has no caffeine in it. Really? I can taste it. It's a liar. It, it tastes really good. You like it? Yeah. Does it have? Caffeine in it? It's not caffeine. Um, I tried to research it and I couldn't find anything, so that probably means no. Oh, that's disgusting. Really? You don't like it? I like it. I think it's pretty good. If if the initial flavor held up throughout the rest of the... Through the... the I still taste it in my mouth. But I mean, the the concentration of it, the the intensity of it is just... It falls right off. I guess that's for all LaCroix, but yeah, it was... Yeah. You don't like it? I like my coffee. Oh, yeah. I take a dump right after. Lacroix, Lacroix is losing market share. They need to come out with more creative things. Yeah. Spread more awareness. They need to do more marketing campaigns. Um. All right. So, what does the group think about Lacroix coffee? Um. I like it. I'm a fan. That's two yeses. Scott. Um. No. Nah. I like it. Like uh. Definitely yet. I'll, I'll crave coffee. Well, in the or nah. nah. I mean, I'm not against it, but it's definitely interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, would you buy a case if you saw it at the store? Nay. Oh, sorry, Lacroix, you just lost a lot more market share. I think I think it's definitely something I would try. Maybe like a like a seasonal. I would drink. I so I would drink that in the morning. And expect it to give me a caffeine rush. Because sometimes yeah. like, it's like a placebo yeah, effect. If I drank that, if I drank that, I would get more, you know, aware. aware I like it. it I like it in the afternoon when I'm feeling a coffee, but it's too late to get caffeine yeah. in my body, so uh, I get sleep. So I drink one of these. Uh, where'd you get that at again? Jewel. Is it's weird because there's only one jewel. Yeah, it has it. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to and say. And I'm not. I'm not gonna say which one it is. So when you, you you sent us the snap like a month ago, maybe a few weeks ago, 
And I've been trying every single time I go to the grocery store, I try to find it. Mm-hmm. You can never find it. I'm so glad I got to taste it today. I appreciate you. Yeah, no problem, man. There's a couple mm-hmm. more for you in the fridge. I appreciate that. All right, so that was our official taste test of LaCroix uh, coffee. Um, Nick, do you want to get into your deep thought? Embracing constraint. Yeah. Um, so I've always had this thought that it's really great when you have the opportunity where you're constrained in a certain situation. So um, if you're... If you're limited, so for instance, if you're poor, let's say you're poor and you're limited and you can't do certain things um, that you want to do, that you see other people doing, it's great that you get to to, to do those things. Compose, what are you looking for? That's the word? Yeah. Look up C words? It's composed of. No. Where Henderson and mine will say PDA, they must have said it was Henderson. 47,000 edits to Wikipedia. Uh, comprised. Composed and comprised. He edit like that's his like niche in Wikipedia edits. He composes and comprises. Like people say composed of when it should be comprised of. Oh, really? Interesting. <laughs> okay, I still have difficulty understanding it. Like, I'm not an ma- uh, English major, but. Composed and comprised. Different words, different meanings. Yeah. So my whole thought on uh, embracing constraint is the fact that when you're constrained with certain situations, whether you're building something, you need to embrace the fact that you have these controls around you. So it's like these bumper cars that are on the side of you that are bumping you into this direction. You can't go that way and you can't go this way. But you need to understand that your your goal is right there, and no matter what's bumping you in a certain direction, you need to keep your eye on that the goal that you want to do. So, like, let's say you're trying to build a company and you don't have money, you need to embrace the fact that you don't have money and work around that and figure out better situations. To do that. I feel like a lot of great things happen when you are constrained by your environment. So when, like, let's say, like, you have to lose 150 pounds or you have to lose 20 pounds and you don't have enough money for a gym membership that's a great like constraint for you because you started the kitchen i don't have money so i can spend less money on food so i will spend less money on food and eat less or yeah. i have like certain situations where i, I can uh, I, I completely agree with what you're saying of like how life bumps you in the places where you need to go and how like dramatic but dramatic change requires forceful bumps in a way um but i feel like a component even harder than that is let's say you are forcefully bumping your way into something else but realizing that the bumps you're making can be altered like you know like the pivot yeah right like (sighs) realizing that that's the challenge but even with that, that, that's part of like embracing the fact that that's one of your constraints. If you're in this path that, so like for instance, if you're starting a startup, hey, I have this idea to make a, a you know, a, a fidget spinner. All right, you have a $500 million to make a fidget spinner. 
you're gonna spend that money way too hard, way too fast, and way too many like non-relevant situations to go to where you want to do. So to go to where you want to be. So embracing the fact that you have this path and these this lane that you are constrained to allows you to kind of focus a little bit more. It's like, hey, I have forty dollars. I need to spend it on forty dollars worth of things that are going to make my life a lot better. As opposed to having all this unlimited amounts of fun that you play, oh, let's try this, let's try that. Let's see what th- what happens over here. It's, it's, it's the fact that embracing the fact that you have this constraint allows you to focus a little bit more. For sure. I, I, I would agree with that, but there's also like a time factor. Especially when it comes down to like running a business or in that yeah, and that's maybe situation. Even, like you could even think of it as like maybe your health. Like you have this limited time. Like you may not think it's it's not it's not as time sensitive as running a business because like running a business, you're out of money, you're done. You know, like but like let's say we go to your health. You might not know the day you fucking drop dead, but if you don't change and you don't consistently work on changing. Uh, there's going to be that day it's unknown but you're going to just drop dead because of unhealthy yeah but that's like the biggest example of embracing constraint you're on here for a maximum of 120 years in today's technology like you gotta embrace that it's like hey I've got 120 years here you really think 120 years? it's like max let's say like let's go max I think of 70 if not less. No, yeah, that's that's like a responsible amount. Like, se- I hope more than 70. You hope? I'd say 90. 90? 90. If you do it right. I like 90. You hope more than 30 sometimes. Right? Yeah. I think, I think 90 is... 20 is just a very small chunk of the population. Right, yeah, that's like max, that's right? That's like 1% of that. Right, yeah. It's like you are constrained into this amount of time that you have here. And you embrace that and, like, make it... You, you can make better decisions. If you had a thousand years to live here, you'd spent your first, I don't know, 750 fucking around. And they're like, all right, I got 250 years left. Let's do something that really means something. But isn't that, like, the great part of life? I, like, obviously I agree with... That's the, the great part of life is that there's this constraint. Yeah, I agree with that. I think uh, a lot of people, if they had a thousand years guaranteed, yeah, ah, fuck it, there's always tomorrow. Yeah, right, <laughs> Just exactly. Yeah. Netflix and chill. Yeah. But is there a reason to take the step forward? Like, is that what life's all about? Is the question. Like, some people do. You, do you need to? Pro- I know a lot of people are this. Yeah. Do you need to progress? Some people like doing the same shit day in and day out. Like, because my because in my mind, on Rodrick's time. Rotrick just cares about fishing. He doesn't care about like 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 in like the time like like, like to the, me it's like whole, I need to do more. But like but then I, I don't just, just care about fishing. I no, care no. About, about my goals. Yeah and yeah yeah. I, I'm I'm just using that as an example. But like in my perspective, I'm always like every every decision I make is going to affect my goal. Like fishing on the weekend, working out. Like every single thing, like that—that's what I'm talking about. Like, is like that's—I feel like that's going to affect my goal. But like the whole—that—that's my point—is like embracing the fact that you have these constraints. Whether it's you make this decision to not work out, you have to embrace the fact yeah, that you, then, you'll have a limited time to make that decision 
means something. So if you make the decision to be responsible today, it's gonna, it's and gonna, that, and that's, and that's kind of like I think I talked to Merchant about this this weekend. It's like, it, it's almost not how hard you work. Like you have to work hard, but like if you work harder than hard, like it, it's not necessarily gonna mean you're successful. Or successful to the point you want to be successful. Yeah, that's true. But I don't feel like anyone measures success that they tried. Everyone measures success that they succeeded to whatever a certain point of success End is. Point. Which is usually building something, making X amount of money, or reaching well, well, a status in your life. Let's shift this deep thought into the fact that the goal is a journey, not the endpoint. Like, if you're enjoying yourself yes. along yeah. the point, like... Like but will to, like you today, enjoy the end point if you don't succeed? Athletes always I don't think, talk about that. It's like the journey, yeah, right? Yeah, like if, like if they're on like a... They always, like, if it comes to the, uh, you know... Uh, the athletes who've won championships, they always talk about... It's not about, like, you know... Like, obviously winning was, was great, but, like, they always talk about how amazing that journey was. Right, yeah. yeah. I, I because won the they Super Bowl. did it. Yeah. But what are the people that didn't win the Super Bowl? They might feel a little light, like less, you know, passionate yeah. about it, but... The fact that they were part of that journey where they were like yeah. making these big moves and like making things happen because you had a purpose that was that the year. fun part. Yeah. And the winners, they don't celebration fine, but like they they enjoyed everything before the celebration I, more. I just yeah. think I just think you never reached the top. Yeah, you know, you there's, know, there's never a Mount Everest in life. You know, you know what Tom Brady says when you, uh, you know when they ask him, hey, what, what's your favorite ring? You know, he's won six Super Bowls. He goes, the next one. That's why he's still playing. Yeah. He's forty two. Yeah, to find all the odds. Yeah, but it's it's different when you are Tom Brady and you have six rings compared to you had that dream when you were a kid, you failed. You had another dream, you failed. You had another dream. Can you learn a lot of things? Can you not, like, you're definitely successful. Like, most people, like, at least that that really, really try are very rarely in, like, super bad situations. They're not, like, homeless. They're, like, people that, like, just have that mentality of, like, go, 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 I'm going to get the next thing. Like, I'm going to do good for my life. They have. They're the, they ones have. That, they're, they're the ones that say you fail fast, fail often. But at the same no, time. No, the ones that say fail fast, fail often are the ones that have completely made it. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. But the ones that haven't are always going to be, like, what the fuck did I do wrong? Why, 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 why? get mad at themselves, work harder the next... So, at, 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 but there could be an entire not, life. Not, not, to, not to go all religious on you. you, we were at church the other day, and they were talking about like this mountain that everyone's climbing. I think I talked about, maybe I talked about this on the last podcast, but they talked about like, it's, it's, let's say it's God or Jesus on this side of the mountain, and then it's you on this side of the mountain. Let's say you can replace Jesus with a... Uh, your goal your, your, your goal right so you're walking up towards this the top of the mountain the top of the mountain and these people like give up right before they get to the top of the mountain when like if they just stayed up a little bit longer and kept pushing they would reach the goal that they wanted to get but who are you comparing yourself to that gave up you shouldn't compare yourself to anyone first of all I know no for sure but like you always do I in bad, so when, in bad situations, I do. When you I fail, you're myself like, out of that. well, how could I have improved? Well, if I did this, that means, boom, you're right there at that point. You're like, I reached the top of the mountain, but I gave up for whatever reason, whether it was money, whether it was 
a personal effort, whether it was whatever, but like, you look at some other, like you, you all, natural human beings compare themselves and it's horrible. Yeah. But they do. Everything's compared. Yeah. Everything's compared to statistics are compared consistently. So, fashion, social, me- social media fashion, amplifies yeah, that. Yeah, people like, I walk down the street and I hate, like, like I don't hate, but like, you're just like, oh my God, everyone's running the same thing because they're comparing themselves. They compare, 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 compare. Like, compare them, they comply. Yeah, like, that's what I'm, it's like, I agree with you but, uh, to a certain point, but at the same time, it's much different to someone that has reached the goal compared to someone that's trying to reach the goal. That is, that is exactly why these, like, startups overcome these huge corporations, if not, like, systems or whatever. And disrupt. Or make complete traction. Yeah, let's use the fucking word disrupt. Um, or just at least make progress in, in the nation. But, like, imagine, like, our, our company. Like, let's say we, we started this initiative of, like, Helping people pay off pay off loans, but like, what if ten years from now, our company doesn't make it, but another company does because we started it. We like, but like, oh, we can like, you know, uh, like the inventor of the light bulb, Thomas Edison. Sure, he's the light bulb guy. But what if what if there's a dude named fucking no Tesla invented the light bulb? Exactly, but no one knows that. You know what I'm saying? So like, you wouldn't fucking die in your life. Like. Fuck Thomas Edison Fuck this guy Like I was on there But for some reason He just He clipped the right opportunity Or got the right funding or Right investors It's a little bit of all of that You know It's It it is It's like a two dollar investment Probably back then (laughs) I will not give you the two dollars I want ten percent And maybe that's why I've become a little bit more religious lately Is because like You try Like chipping away at these right opportunities but then you like get fucking not like you get hit in the nuts you get hit in the nuts right <laughs> you get hit in the nuts you can still walk but you you just gotta take a breath um and the guy that didn't get hit in the nuts or the person that didn't get hit in the nuts or whatever everyone gets hit in the nuts yeah but in different situations yeah they might get hit in the nuts where it amplifies them down the yeah. field yeah, you know, I, I got hit enough. It's it's a painful growth, but I'm going to the right the yeah. right direction. And there's also a hit. So nuts. having that mentality is key. So if you get hit in the nuts, just fucking absorb it, fucking take it, and keep walking. That's key. I think that uh, that like just makes keep opportunity for you. Like you just keep pushing forward, and. I think somebody sees that attitude and they might make a relationship with yeah. you and help yeah. you. Yeah, no, for sure. It and, is all of the attitude. Not, it's not just about that, you know, hard work you keep putting in. Somebody yeah. sees that. But let's say, but let's sees but, your resilience and says, "Hey, let's say, let's say, you get, yeah, that's absolutely true." The there, there's so much. There's so much opportunity. So you see it. Someone will eventually see how much hard work you're putting in. No one has ever put in so much hard work and they've gotten no response to it. It's always about like, hey, this guy's been busting his ass for the last 10, 15, 20 years, whatever it is. You will eventually get that. Or you make your own opportunity. Yeah, but like even in that situation, you keep pushing and then you will eventually... It's all about persistence. Like, persistence but it, is key. But it's almost like it's almost like love. 
you find the right girl, she's perfect. Oh my God, right? You have kids, you get married, you buy a house. Next thing you know, she cheats on you. After 20 years. Not if you do it right. <laughs> Bullshit, dude. Like, I, I agree with relationships falling apart, but there's sometimes where it's, uh... You get a wrench thrown in it, but of course, like, like let's say if someone cheats on you, but if you are are building a great relationship, that should not be the, the thing that, like, you know, well, ruins no, 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 I think, no, no. I think there's just shitty people out there yeah, where course. one person can do everything right and the spouse will cheat on them. Yes. Both ways, so how do you know that? Wife. How do you know that? Well, so I, don't think, I don't think a spouse... <laughs> Cheats on you if you're doing everything right. No, something was sometimes wrong. Sometimes it's so right that it's like it's like there's the right, not the right person. Yes, exactly. Okay, so you're doing everything right except one thing. You you didn't get the right person. And that's exactly what I'm saying. You take 20 years of your life. You build this entire with foundation. the wrong person. You, you the foundation it, is off. Yes. And so how did you know that? Wrong. How did you know that? You sh- I mean, you how should you know recuperate. That? You should know that. You recover. I mean, obviously, people have done it in the that past, is, but I've. Obviously, millions of people do it every fucking yeah. year, dude. Yeah. Like, that's... 55 per... Well, it's like a fucking ratio. Like, the divorce rate, like, first, I looked into it the other day, it's like 9%. It's not It's not 50. Like, that's like a fake news thing. It's like 9%. Really? So, like... like I never actually dug we're, into We're just <laughs> under, like, China with the highest divorce rates or something. Whatever the statistic is. But I'm just saying... You give it all you got... You do everything right. You work as hard as you possibly can. There, there is that like God uh, momentum of like you have no control, no matter how much you think you control. Of course, yeah. So like you don't like that's the thing. Like control is a big thing for me. Like I, I, I like to have control of my my personal situation, not like my professional situation or my relationship. My relationship situation. I like to have control of my personal situation. And as long as I feel like I'm doing that right... Well, FYI, if you want to control your personal situation, that means you want to control your business situation and your... Yeah, that has components of it, right? But, like, if I'm controlling my personal situation, I could do better in all of those different aspects. And what gets you in control of your own personal situation? There's a lot of different... Exactly, dude. That's what I'm getting down to. Like, no matter how hard you work or no matter how hard you try... There can be the the millionaire that's the wrench. that's yeah. that's fucking hates his life, and there could be the broke person that directs traffic at, on the on lake exit, which happy as hell. He was uh, actually there's this homeless guy that directs traffic downtown Chicago on, on the lake exit, and he was uh, a dash cam videotaped him. I saw him. I saw him the other day. Yeah, some guy posted him like this guy, this guy, and I commented. I'm like, I love this guy. Like, cause I think, eighty percent of his work, increases productivity yeah. at that intersection. Yeah, and I so, see so I literally food, money. I saw all. him the other day, and he like let me go because he saw like the trap. Because that's a terrible exit. And then the guy behind me honked at him because he told him to stop. Yeah. But then there was a car coming right here, so if he went, he would have got fucking hit. Yeah, for so sure. So, like, I appreciate that guy. And it's just a homeless guy? He's just a homeless guy, like, just, like, directing traffic. He's, like, stopping out there. Not even asking for money, really. Like, if but maybe... Pe- I've seen people hand him fucking cash, yeah, cigarettes, that's, everything. That's good. And, like, that's the bum I want to give a $20, like, 20 bucks to on a regular basis. Just because he does not...
it's needed. It is needed. But, like, I agree with the whole, like, at the same time, like, it does take effort to build something, and it does take some persistence to, like, overcome all the no's. Like, no, 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 no. I love a no. I love a no, because, so I was watching Undercover Billionaire today, and, like, he said, no is just the first step, and then, like, there was this big, like, graphic that said no is just the first, uh, no is just the start of a conversation, and then I made a joke, unless it's, like, in a social situation, because no means no, um, but that's, like, you know, the start of something where, like, why is it a no? You have that conversation, like what, like yes. what? What do I need to do to to convince well, you? Well, it becomes that when it becomes into a business. It's how much time do you have until you can convince that person a yes? Because obviously, I feel like he can convince anyone a yes. Like if you just had the amount of time, like in our business, we have yeses nonstop, but it's it's a no with a delay. That's what yeah, it is. it's like yes, but it's not that not right now. Yeah, like like no. I will pay you, but in X amount of months. And in our situation, we need m- money today. It's like, great. <laughs> yeah. If it's a no now, then it's a no later because yeah. we're not going to be there. Yeah. So, like, yeah. it's it's all about that. That's a good conversation to have with clients. That I mean, it is good, but at the same time, it's... If everyone loves you, but I no one's paying I'm, you. I'm fucking realistic every time. Even Rachel tells me this. Like, I'm just like, it is what it is. And You're overly realistic over. and I'm overly optimistic, which is a good mix, but there's going to be that clash. With that, let's end on where Mrochik is with, with his Bumble profile. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I restarted the phone. Yeah. Uh, let me see. So he had to restart his Android. Uh, do we all know what that is? Is yeah. that HTC? Uh, so uh, what, what kind of phone uh, is that? While he's doing that, let's make sure. So I think Nick, you're cooking next week, right? Uh, just no, so, Dan. Not Dan. Uh, just, you are. Yeah, just so everyone know, what? HTC is not a uh, sexual transmitted disease. <laughs> it's a phone. It's with diseases. <laughs> I didn't know, yeah. I didn't know <laughs> they, got, they got electronical diseases. Uh, you're, you're next week. Uh-huh. And I'm the week after that. So we gotta go protein uh, side and spice. Yeah, yeah. So choose you next week. Uh, who gets protein? The last person who cooked, right? Yeah, Dan. Uh, not red meat, though, right? Yes, yeah, so probably. Maybe it's such a good dish. Is it, Nick? Isn't that your turn? What did, what did you I'm make? next week after Waleed. Because remember we talked about the whole falafel thing and I wanted to do falafel and then... Well, but he like, made the sausage... Yeah, you're actually next week. Yeah, you're next week, dude. I'm not going to be here. You're not going to be here. Oh, we're all not going to be here. Oh. So now we need to skip. So it's Waleed, then me. That's that's where you landed. Alright, so let's so start just cooking for Scott. Yeah, so... No, no uh, $100 whole food strip. No. Alright. Alright, Dan, protein. Merchant, you're gonna choose side, I'll choose spice. Protein, 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 protein. You should choose salmon, it's just not gonna be here. I mean, do you like salmon? 
No. Okay. So I would never want to put anyone in the <laughs> Thank you. Um. Chicken wings. Chicken, chicken wings? wings. I can fuck with that. All right, chicken wings. Merchant, pick a side. Uh, for a side, you uh, sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes. Okay. All right. For spice. Can't want to stay here now. Cilantro. Done. Done. That's that's a simple one. Yeah. You freaking hate cilantro. I know. I'm not gonna be here, so <laughs> I just lose it now. Wings, sweet potatoes, and cilantro. Are you swiping right now? <laughs> so I'm trying He's to. Red. I'm trying to right the these pictures, and I keep scrolling through, and it keeps going like it selected a picture, and there's like a random pictures that it posted off my gallery. I'm like, <laughs> what was it like a washroom? <laughs> This is exactly why you need an iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> you actually engage in technology. Yeah. Make it simple. Alright guys, uh, this is a good podcast. Good podcast. Yes. Thank you for tuning in. Um, I kind of wanted to wait until Merchuk was done, so you made a, made the deadline. It's Merchuk, right, man. did you make a deadline? I'm trying. Just you guys, whatever. Else. All right. Continue talking. All right. Um, well, with the last uh, seven minutes, I want to sing a song nope. for one of our sponsors. No. Uh, Harry. See you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in, as always. The best we'll see you next week, and keep hustling. Make sure Peace. you buy.